And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And you know what? I'm looking at the stock market right now. As, as I speak, I'm looking at the stock market and I'm look. I see when I look at the stock market, I look at the industrial averages. I look at the Dow Jones. I look at the NASDAQ. I look at those, those big indices because those big indices give me an impression of what's happening in the stock market. Yeah, it does. So I'm looking at the Dow Jones industrial average and just before the show started, the stocks were up. And as soon as the music started for the show, all of a sudden everything flashed red and the stocks are down. So it's just indicative of how the stock market works. You, you never know if it's going to go up or it's going to go down. Now, there are a lot of people out there that would, would try and teach you how to analyze the stock market. But one of the problems with the stock market is a lot of that analysis occurs based on past behaviors. Yeah, it's, it has to do with past behaviors. What did, what did the indices do given what was going on in the economy? And then you try and look forward. You try and look to things like earnings that, that would give you an indication that maybe a particular stock is going to go up in value or up in price. And, you know, when you invest in the stock market, you are subject to the whims of the stock market. Now, here's, here's something I'm going to share with you that most people probably don't know. Whenever you invest in, in anything, whether it's the stock market, whether it's real estate, whether it's Bitcoin, I don't know, pick, pick whatever you invest in. Whenever you invest in something, there is a transaction that occurs. In other words, you buy into the investment. And when you buy into the investment, what you're doing is you're buying out somebody that's coming out of that investment. So there is a transaction that occurs. Now, here's the dirty little secret. If you're not smart enough to understand what you're doing, chances are that the person on the other side of that transaction is. And if they're smarter than you, then maybe that trade that they're making favors them. So when you're buying into something and they're getting out of something, maybe there's a rational reason why they're getting out and they're getting out to save their, their equity or their value in their investment. And they're selling that equity stake to you. And you buy that equity stake. And now you're subject to the whims of the market. And remember, now you're brand new into this investment. So you haven't had the experience of riding that investment. Now, you can look at a stock chart and it can tell you how, how it did. But there's nothing like having skin in the game. There's nothing like having your money at risk. When you invest in the stock market, in Al's opinion, if you're not educated on how to properly invest in the stock market, you might as well go to Las Vegas and hit the craps table. Yeah, you might as well just throw those dice and, and bet on whatever you're going to bet on and, and pray that those dice come up to match whatever you bet. And there's a lot of people that do that in the stock market. Now, there are people that invest in the stock market that are represented. Yeah, represented. In other words, they have somebody like 
a financial planner or a, a stockbroker advise them on stock trades that they could make, or maybe they just they just don't even mess with individual stocks. What they do is they invest with mutual funds. So what they do is they carve out a, a portion of their money every month. It comes out of their paycheck. It goes right to that mutual fund manager. That mutual fund manager buys you fractional shares of that mutual fund. And in that mutual fund, the stock or I should say the fund manager is buying and selling actual shares of the stocks that reside in that mutual fund. And here's the kicker. You probably don't know what exactly is going on in that stock fund. You, you don't because your financial planner is telling you right now that you're dollar cost averaging. You, you've heard that, right? You picked up the phone, you called your, your financial planner, you said, Dude, the stock market's bleeding. It's given up like two years worth of gains. And your financial planner said, don't worry about it. You are dollar cost averaging. And then all of a sudden you, you look at the stock charts and you see that the stock market is attempting to come back. It has done that, it looks like two or three times since the beginning of the year. And it's currently trying to do it right now. But here's the fatal flaw. Are you ready for it? Here's the fatal flaw with what's going on in the stock market. If you look at a weekly chart of the Dow Jones Industrial Average and you draw a line across all the high points as the stock is, is declining in value, what you're going to find is that this current attempted, what they call it a breakout, this current attempted breakout, first of all, is set to fail. I believe it's set to fail because it did not break through that upper channel line that you just drew. Now it did break through the 200 day moving average. It did break through the 50 day moving average. So you're thinking things are doing well, but it's already done that two times in the past and it's failed. If you actually switch over to a daily graph, now I like to look at weekly graphs because it tends to smooth out all the rough edges of, of the stock market, it, it makes it flow a little bit better. And it gives me a better sensing of, of what the, the stock market has been doing and the direction it's, it's trending in. But when I go to a daily graph, what I find is that over the last week, the pricing of the stock market, as far as the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, has climbed. It has gone up each and every day over the past week. But here's the problem. When it broke out at the end of the previous week and it started going up, it started increasing in pricing, but the volume, the volume of transactions wasn't keeping up. I'm going to apologize to you for hitting you with all that stock market stuff in the last segment. I realize you tuned in to learn about real estate and you're, you're probably trying to move away from the stock market, given what the stock market's doing. But the reason I did that was to share with you a couple of things. First of all, I do have a knowledge of how the stock market operates. I, I have spent a lot of time studying the stock market. I thought it was going to be a vehicle that was going to help me to achieve retirement. But the, the ultimate result was the stock market didn't work out for me. What worked out for me was real estate. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, that's all fine and dandy, Al. You're, you're sitting there beating up on, on the stock market. By the way, what are those other things that, that you were bringing up? Oh, the other things that I was bringing up was I know that some of you have a fundamental knowledge of the stock market. So what I was doing was I was communicating to those of you that have a fundamental knowledge of the stock market that I just don't see the stock market 
achieving a healthy state yet. I don't see it moving back into a growth stage. In other words, I don't see it moving to bear stage status. It's it's still bulls. Or is it bull or bear? Which one is it? Okay, the one that goes up, that's the bull, right? Okay, well, it's still in the bear. It's still in the bear. So it's still, in Al's opinion, still going down. And I gave you my justification for why I think it's still going to go down in value. Now, I want it to go up for you. I really do. Oh, and by the way, the third thing I wanted to add was for those of you that don't even understand the stock market, what I was trying to convey to you was just don't waste your time with it. Let's just do real estate because we can get you retired in five years or less with real estate. This the stock market thing, it's all designed for you to play the game from for about 35, maybe 45 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a long time to be right all the time. And right now we're going through a period where the stock market, well, it's just it's going through what they call a correction. Yeah, it's called a correction. It's 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 essentially given up all the gains over the last two years, but it's trying to pull them back now. It's it's trying to move upward, but I just see upward resistance. I really do. So I think what you should do, and this is going to sound this is going to sound awful. This is going to sound awful. This may not come across to you the way I intend it to come across, but I'm going to hit you with it. You ready? I, I really want the stock market to come back so that you can recover some of those perceived losses that you have so that you can sell off everything and go to cash. Yeah, I want you to sell off everything and go to cash. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, Al, you've absolutely lost your mind. Don't you know that that money's sitting in a 401k? Don't you know that I'm not 59 and a half? Don't you know that I'll pay a 10% penalty on top of whatever taxes? And don't you know, Al, I'm in the 20 something percentile for taxes. So whatever I pay in taxes is going to be in that 20 something percentile. I'm going to, I'm going to give back probably a third or more of the money that I would be able to pull out of there. And you know what I, I say to that? That, you should still do it. You should still do it. You should take the money out and you should go to cash. And then once you're properly educated, you need to start investing into real estate assets. You heard me correctly, investing into real estate assets assets. Now, some of you will will say, well, you know what, Al, you're picking on the stock market. So why don't we, as the audience, pick on the real estate market? And you know what? I'm game. If you guys want to pick on the real estate market, go ahead. Send me an email at askal at luinc.com. Again, that's askal at luinc.com. Tell me why you don't think the real estate market is a viable investment medium for you. I'm, I'm very interested to, to hearing your comments on that. Now, you'll, you'll probably find that I will disagree with you, and you might find that I might argue my point to, to the point where I might change your mind. And if you're okay with that, I'm okay with doing it. I'm, I'm serious. Now, I'm not interested in just having a, an email dialogue with, with people just for the sake of having an email dialogue. What I want to do is I want to convince you that there is an absolute better way to retirement. And I know it's an absolute better way because I've done it. I've done it. I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. I wear the t-shirt proudly. I am satisfied and extremely happy to be a Lifestyles Unlimited member. Yeah, yes I am. So let's 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 do what you suggested though. Let's let's beat up on the real estate market, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Why not? I mean, fair game, right? Okay. New York Post, October 28th, 2022. 
They state, U.S. home price plunge is just beginning as housing market rapidly cools, according to an economist that they cited. So let me let me just give you some tidbits out of this this particular article that came out. It says a substantial plunge in U.S. home prices is likely just beginning as decades high mortgage rates cause a downturn in the housing market. A prominent economist cautioned Friday. Okay, so the economist and 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 this is not the only economist that I have seen talking about what they're seeing as a change in the housing market. And and here's here's Al's opinion on what's going on in the housing market. I think we have we have achieved a upper price point cap. Yes, I I don't think we're going to keep seeing prices go up 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 the way we've seen them go up 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 because the Fed has gotten involved with manipulating the markets. Yes, they're manipulating the markets. They're changing the interest rates on us. They've radically changed the interest rates on us. As a matter of fact, the interest rate that's available to you as an investor to buy the assets that I'm talking about has just doubled in cost. You heard me correctly. It's just doubled in cost. I was able to buy money at like three and a half percent, and now it's costing me 7% for my mortgages. Yeah, so so those of you that want to beat on the, the real estate market, I'm giving you some great ammo, right? Okay, let's keep going with this. Now, the warning came from somebody by the name of Ian Shepardson, who's the chief economist for Pantheon Macroeconomics. Okay, this is the guy making these 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 points. Here's the first point he makes. Pending home sales. In other words, home sales that are pending. If, if a home sale is pending, that means that somebody has made an offer and somebody else has accepted that offer. They have agreed on, on the, the sale price. They've agreed on the deal points and they're going into something called escrow or maybe they're going to a title company or maybe they're going to a a real estate office to to get the deal to transact okay and when that when it goes into the transaction stage that's that's what we call the pending stage at least that's what the national association of realtors calls calls that they say those are pending home sales the pending home sales plunged 10.2 percent in september according to the National Association of Realtors. That means that one out of every 10 homes that was in escrow in September fell out of escrow. Yeah, one out of every 10 fell out of escrow. Now, the the first thing you need to understand is that nine out of 10 did not fall out of escrow. Nine out of 10 still transacted. But if we had gone, if we were in my time machine and we went back six months in time, yeah, we would find that all 10 out of 10 would probably close escrow. Okay, so what we're seeing is we're seeing some people pull out of the housing market. Now, who are these people? I think these are home buyers that are trying to buy for consumption purposes. We come back from the break, I'll clean up my act and I'll tell you why. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. There is a dream killer here somewhere today. You're going to run into somebody that's going to tell you this stuff doesn't work. Like Vinette said, it's a scam. This is probably a multi-level marketing program. Somebody is going to tell you it doesn't work because you're the wrong race, the wrong age, the wrong sex, 
the wrong sexual preference, the something or other, that this is all set up so rich people can be successful and all you poor people can't. And if you believe that, they've won. But if you don't, you win. Don't believe the dream killers. Start winning today with the Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop. Get the knowledge you need to replace your income in two to five years, and then find out how to take action. Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back to the show. Actually, welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Again, my name is Al Gordon. And if you're just joining the show, what we're talking about is we're talking about all the different markets out there. Now, I opened the show talking about the stock market and what's going on with the stock market. And I was really hoping that the stock market was going to be breaking out. In other words, it was going to be recovering from what it has done all of this year. And my my analysis indicates to me that no you guys that are in the stock market buckle up it's it's not finished doing whatever it's going to do to drive pricing down that's that's my opinion that's a hundred percent my opinion but I validated my opinion uh, in the first segment and then I turned to the housing market and I suggested to you that you should you should dump Every stock that you have, go to all cash. And I know that scares a lot of you. That it's, it's a very frightful thought to step away from something you've been doing for years and years and years. Yet you're also watching all of those years of effort implode in front of you. So my suggestion to you is consider going all cash. Consider getting out of the stock market. Even though the stock market is giving up gains over the last two years, sometimes it's better to get out while you still can than to ride the wave all the way into the sand. Does that make sense? Yeah, especially if you surfers out there. You surfers totally get that. Nobody wants to hit the sand, right? Okay, so I was talking about a New York Post Post article in the last segment that was talking about an economist that believes that there's going to be a substantial plunge in U.S home prices. And he's he's making his arguments for it. He says that pending home sales um, have declined. They've plunged. He used the, they used the term plunged 10.2% in September, according to the National Association of Realtors. And they also, now this is the, the point I did not make in the last segment that I'm going to make now. The pending home sales index has plummeted to 31% compared to 79.5% compared to a year ago. Okay, so what that indicates to me is that there are a lot less properties actually getting into escrow. Okay, so this this might indicate to you that there's cratering demand and that cratering demand is going to cause home prices to go down because the people that want to sell or who need to sell will still be in the marketplace, right? It's that supply and demand curve, right? So this economist is basically saying he's he thinks that what's going to happen is that buyers are going to be pushed out of the marketplace because of the cost associated with, with buying a home based on the increase in the interest rates. As a result of that, less properties will go into escrow. And as a result of that, prices will go down. Now, he might be absolutely right. Let me contrast that article with something that Redfin did. Now, Redfin is one of these 
organizations out there, I guess you can you can look at properties on their website. Um, they do a lot of market analysis and things like that. It's it's a pretty decent site, and they did an analysis of the San Antonio housing market. Okay, so here's the point I want to make. That article from the New York Post looked at real estate through the national lens. In other words, it looked at all real estate markets across the United States as being the absolute same. And here's the God's honest truth. They're not. They're they are not the same. Every market out there is different. They're all different. See, real estate is one of these, these interesting markets that is actually local in nature. In other words, the market in San Antonio is different than the market in Dallas, which is different than the market in Houston, which is different than the market in San Francisco, which is different than the market in New York City, which is different. Are you getting the point? Yeah, exactly. So let me let me tell you what Red, Redfin was reporting for the month of September. They said the San Antonio housing market is somewhat competitive. What? Wait a minute. That's in contrast because the New York Post said it's it's not competitive. Real, well, they didn't use the word competitive, but they're indicating real estate's not competitive. But Redfin is saying, hey, San Antonio housing market's still somewhat competitive. Homes in San Antonio receive four offers on average and sell in around 25 days. That's that's pretty fast. The average sale price of a home in San Antonio was $285,000 in September, which was up 7.5% over August. And the average square foot per property in San Antonio is priced at $164 per square foot, which is up 10.8% since last year. Now, this is interesting. Now, one of the things Redfin does for me is they do give me an idea of how the inventory is doing. And what they've indicated to me is that in September of 2022, home prices were still up 7.5%. At that $285,000 median sales price level, they still had increased 7.5% over the previous year, Okay, which is, which is great appreciation. Now, the number of homes sold and actually closed escrow was 1,340. Now, that is a decline of about 25%, which indicates to me that number a year ago was closer to like, I don't know, 1,700, 1,725. I'm just doing the mental gymnastics in my mind. But 1,340 is still a healthy transactional number. And the median days on market uh, looks like 29 days, which is uh, up nine days over the previous year. So in the previous year, it only took 20 days to get your property sold and into escrow. And now it's taking 29 days. Okay. Let me, let me, let me give you some, some salient facts here. Okay. First of all, a healthy real estate market is a market. Actually, Andy Webb did a show on this a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to go to lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the radio tab. If you want to hear Andy break down how all of the inventory impacts on the housing market and how you can determine whether or not the market is healthy or not healthy, go back and check out the, the archives, find an Andy Webb show from a couple of weeks ago. And he was actually talking about this, this exact subject. So if you want to do a deep dive, check in with Andy and Andy will get you hooked up on, on tape, of course. So the point I was going to make is that a healthy market has about six months, maybe six to nine months of inventory. In other words, 
available properties for sale. Meaning, if you stopped adding to the inventory today, you added no more properties, you would run out of properties at around six months, possibly nine months. What's going on right now? Well, properties are still selling very fast. I think Andy indicated that the the, the total inventory count, uh, I think he was talking about the Dallas-Fort Worth area, was somewhere in the two to three month area, which means that properties are still being picked up quickly. They're, they're not lasting and staying on the market for up to six months or maybe nine months. They're being sold very quickly. And, and this report here indicates to me the median days on market of 29 days in the San Antonio market. That's that's pretty fast. That is pretty fast. Now, it's not as fast as it was, say, nine months or a year ago when you would put your property on the market on a Friday afternoon and come Sunday afternoon, you would have 25 offers on the property. And and one of those offers would be $25,000 above your asking price, all cash, close in 10 days, no contingencies. Yes, I'm talking about a transaction that I did about nine months ago. That's the way the market was nine months ago. I don't expect to see that kind of, of deal in the current marketplace. I don't. But what I do see is I still see a lot of healthy activity in the real estate markets. So here's, here's your takeaway. I don't want you to be concerned about the national news. I don't. The national news with regards to real estate really doesn't mean anything. About the, about the only thing you can take away from the national news that's beneficial to you is what is the current mortgage rate? Yeah. But he, but here's the thing. The mortgage rate the national news is going to talk to you about is not the mortgage rate that you would qualify for as an investor. It's the mortgage rate that you would qualify for if you were buying your primary residence. We're going to talk about two deals that were sent to me by a realtor that I have a relationship with. His name is Greg. He knows what I look for in real estate assets. Uh, he actually works with a lot of Lifestyles Unlimited members. He's technically, well, let's just let the cat out of the bag. He's actually a part of the Lifestyles Realty team. Yeah, you didn't know that Lifestyles Unlimited has a sister company that is a real estate company and all of the realtors that work for that company are available to Lifestyles Unlimited members that are a part of the challenge in the preferred programs. And what it does for us is it gives us access to realtors that understand our mindset. It is a really cool thing. So when, when Greg shoots me out emails, these emails are designed to get me thinking about property and thinking about whether or not these are assets that I want to pick up and put in my portfolio. Now, right now, I am not in buying mode. You heard me correctly. I'm not in buying mode. I have deployed every single one of my investment dollars. They are all invested and working diligent for me, and I don't have to do anything but let them work. My friend Bruce, on the other hand, He's still in acquisition mode. As a matter of fact, he called me yesterday telling me about uh, two fourplexes he found in Tennessee that he's looking to buy because when, when he did the analysis on these properties, it gave him everything that he was looking for. It gave him cash flow. It gave him equity capture. And he said, what, what do you think the drawback is to buying fourplexes? And I said, I think the only drawback to buying fourplexes is if you're expecting them to appreciate the way a, a, a real single family house would appreciate it's probably not going to happen. 
But based on the the numbers he gave me yesterday, those fourplexes are cash flowing machines. Yeah, uh, one of them. Was, so he was there. There were two fourplexes that were part of the deal. He wants to buy both of them. I think he had to put something like I don't know forty five or fifty five thousand uh, dollars cash out of pocket into each particular asset. But it, once he buys a hundred and ten thousand dollars worth of well, okay, once he puts the $110,000 into the transaction, he's going to command about $1.1 million of real estate. That's the ARV for these two properties. And when you when you pull the, the wool back on that, you realize that he's getting into these deals for about 10% down. Did, did you capture that? Did, did that make sense to you when I said he's, he's going to cash out of pocket? He's, he's going to ultimately write a check for about $110,000 to buy both of these fourplex. He's going to get eight units that he's going to own and operate. And the value of these properties, once they're all fixed up, and they're actually in pretty good shape. From what I can tell, they, they just need some interior work. They're going to be worth $1.1 million. So his amount into the deal is only 10%. Yeah, this is how we do it as Lifestyles Unlimited members. Bruce wouldn't buy that thing with 20% down and then spend a bunch of money to pay for repair costs. That That's ridiculous. That's not a smart way to do it. And and if he did it that way, he would actually be out of pocket something like, I don't know, $275,000. Now, he'd have a lot of equity in the deal. But when you think about it, he's he's basically in for about 25% cash out of pocket doing it that way. So by doing it the Lifestyles Unlimited way, taking advantage of something called a hard money asset, that's something that we utilize to acquire and rehab these properties, he's able to keep his cash contribution down to 10% of the total value. Pretty cool stuff, right? Let me get back to these these two deals that, that Greg sent, because I, I think these these tie in real well with what we talk, we've been talking about with the real estate market. Both of these particular properties are going to do one of two things for you. One of them is going to provide a really nice cash flow for you. However, you're not going to capture a lot of equity. The other property, on the other hand, it's not going to produce a ton of cash flow. It is going to produce cash flow, but it's going to produce a lot more equity. So these are these are things we have to take into consideration when we're looking to buy these properties. Now, both of these properties are three-bedroom, one-bath homes. Okay, the three-bedroom, one-bath, both of them are around 900 square feet. So they're similar, similar properties. They're actually located in adjacent neighborhoods. Yeah, in the San Antonio market. That's where these things are, are at. Okay, so the first particular property, you can buy it for $72,000. Now, all fixed up, it's going to be worth $150,000, all right? Your cash out of pocket to buy this property is about $16,000. And when you fix this property up, when you buy it and you do all the repairs, you're going to be into this property for about $124,000. But remember, I told you the property is worth $150,000. So what's going to happen here is you're actually going to capture wealth. You're buying at wholesale prices. You're you're repairing and rehabbing and putting it back on the market. And you're still stay, staying at a wholesale pricing point of about $124,000. But that property is worth $150,000 in the marketplace. So you're going to capture about $26,000 worth of equity. Now, for some of you, that would be, well, a great thing. Because if you think about it, if you put 
what did I say, $16,000 down? If you put $16,000 into this particular property and you're capturing, capturing almost $26,000 worth of equity, what you're essentially doing is making a ton of money. By buying this deal, you are doubling the value of your investment. You heard me correctly. You're putting $16,000 in. When you do it correctly, it's going to be worth an additional $26,000 on top of the $16,000 you put into the property. That's pretty cool, right? Now, the cash flow, the cash flow is only about $170 a month, okay, which is a little bit lower than what I prefer to see. I want to see my minimums at about $200 a month, but this is, this is pretty close, and given what's going on with rents in the marketplace, we could probably still make this work. What this is going to do for us is it's going to provide us about $2,000 a year in passive income. So, this particular property is going to give us a lot of equity capture. We're going to get a lot of wealth when we buy this property, and it would insulate us should the market prices drop a little bit and we need to sell. We, we'd get an extra $26,000 of equity in there. So if the, if the market price did go down to $125,000, the amount of money we put into that property is is still safe. It's not at risk at all. The only thing that that was affected was the equity. Now, we don't necessarily have to sell just because the price went down to $124,000. We can wait for that price to go back up to 150. It will eventually get back there. Real estate always recovers. Just like the stock market, your financial planner tells you the stock market always recovers. It's just the real estate tends to do it a little bit better. Yeah. Now, let me talk about this this other deal that Greg sent because this is this is in contrast a little bit different. The after repair of value on this particular property is $145,000, and, and you can buy it for $85,000. Now, you're going to have to put cash out of pocket about $33,000 into this deal, and you're not going to capture a lot of equity. You're going to capture maybe about $5,500, possibly $6,000 worth of equity. So those of you that are nervous that, okay, what if the price adjusts downward? What if what if that $145,000 price really becomes $130,000? I would essentially be losing money, right? And the answer is no, you won't because you only take that gain if you transact that property. There's no reason for you to sell this property. As a matter of fact, this particular property is pushing out about $440 a month in cash flow. When you annualize that, you're looking at a $4,800 a year income stream. You heard me correctly, a $4,800 a year income stream just off of this one house. I mean, that's that's actually a pretty good return on investment, because if you you take that forty eight thousand dollars, you divide it by the thirty three thousand dollars that you put into this property, you're getting a 14 and a half percent return on investment just on the cash flow, just on the cash flow. And remember, when when you buy these properties and you rehab these properties, we always do it with the with the idea that we're going to hold these properties for three to five years, possibly Seven, And it's all dependent on what the market is doing. So we're buying today, but we're not looking to sell tomorrow. If the price on this property goes down, let's say I become, quote unquote, upside down on this property price. 
I'm not worried about it because I'm operating this property for the cash flow. I don't have an idea to sell this property for three years from now. It's currently 2022. That means I'm probably not going to sell this property until 2025, maybe 2027, possibly 2029. A lot can happen between now and then. And some of you are saying, yeah, the real estate market could totally implode between now and then. You're right. It could totally implode between now and then. But at the end of the day, this particular asset is producing $4,800 a year in income for me. I don't necessarily care to sell this asset. I don't care if this property gets a little bit upside down on the values because that's not going to affect me. That's not why I own this asset. Okay, so let me let me just take a step back and let me give you that that bird's eye view of these two deals. If you're somebody that is looking to double your equity, the the first the first asset that I suggested to you is the better asset. Not only could you get into that property, but after a year's period of time, even if the market comes down a little bit, you're still going to be in a doubling effect for your asset. And then if you decide to sell it at the end of a year and a day, remember. It has to be a year and a day. If you sell it shorter than a year and a day, you'd be subject to a different form of taxation. We don't want that. We want you to only be taxed as a real estate investor. Of course, you could do a 1031 exchange and just defer all that stuff, but that's a completely different show. Look, I want you to get going. Go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for our free workshop, and let's get you going. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.